that uh, it's been difficult, even confusing, to figure out what our foreign policy is because Democrats became so absorbed in opposing whatever the Republicans were doing. Mayor Pete, uh, a couple of different Stop interviews. Stop being so sensible. A couple of different interviews yesterday, and we'll have to talk about the DNC put out their lineup for the debates. Who's on what night? And I don't think it turned out the way a lot of people thought it would. One night's way heavier than the other in terms of people myself to talk, but mildly interested in that. I would like to hear that. But plus, may never mind that, Mayor Pete. He says we've already had a gay president. We'll rank the presidents based on gayness coming up. Stay with us. By the way, and just I'm I, from, looking at you, Harding. From taking in the, the media, well, always, but it was more of it over the weekend. Their need to try to have some sort of high school gossip fight between a couple of people, as opposed to discuss oh. the issues in any depth, drives me crazy. So that's Mayor Mayor Pete saying that was on. I think face the nation. Because I saw him on a couple different shows. He opens up with, and he clearly was loaded to describe his foreign policy and how the Democrats have not had a foreign policy. As he said, all we've been is opposing Trump. Mm-hmm. We need a foreign policy. And here he goes. He's going to lay out the foreign policy. Great. Fantastic. Good stuff. Let's get into it here. Margaret Carlson jumps in with uh, Biden voted for the Iraq war. You opposed it. Or, so are you saying he's wrong? So he never even got to get into his discussion of what his foreign policy would be. She wanted a fight between him and Biden. You're against him. Are you saying something bad about him? Right, right. Just say something mean. That's all they care about. Yeah. Is that sort of crap? Yeah. How about you have these people on and let them explain their various views on things? God, it's just so frustrating. Anywho, um, more on that later. Uh, huge story in the New York Times on uh, on uh, Sunday morning, which is you know where they put their biggest story of the week usually. And it, it's how we've been attracting Russia, attacking, not attracting is not a word, attacking Let's Russia's, go attracting some beasts, and if we find them, we'll kill them. Attacking Russia's power grid, and we have been for quite some time, I guess, which is pretty darn interesting. Um, but US, not, like, not like bringing it down attacking. No. Just you, messing with it? U.S. escalates online attacks on Russia's power grid as Washington's strategy shifts to offense. After years of defense, officials yes. say it's placing malware malware inside of Russia's system with a new aggressiveness. The move is both a warning and a push to be prepared to conduct cyber strikes if conflict were to break out with with Moscow. Mm. The idea being, if we get into a dust-up with Moscow, we could shut down their power if we had to. And if they like start screwing with ours in a serious way, we'll just give it right back to them. It has gotten far, far more aggressive over the past year, one senior intelligence official said... Uh, we are doing things at a scale that we never contemplated a few years ago. They talked about how the Obama strategy was to uh, to be more defensive and concerns that if we get too offensive, that's going to cause problems. And you know, you can argue about that philosophy and whether or not that's a good idea. But the philosophy recently has been much different, much, much more aggressive. I'd heard that uh, Trump was in league with Moscow and he was just a tool of uh, Moscow and Putin. Yeah, I, 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 I'd heard that every day. For years, I couldn't help but think about that. You know, while you're reading the article, but I don't no, want—I no. don't want to make it once again about Trump. No, I want and, to make it about the that. media. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the most aggressive we've ever been against Russia in terms of cyber warfare, hacking into their power grid, making it so we could bring it down if we had to. That's part of whole the whole Putin Trump deal to get him elected. Anyway, um, 
how we got started on this goes back before Trump, back to Obama. In December of 2015, the Russians shut off power to hundreds of thousands of people in western Ukraine. You might remember that. That's, oh, yeah. that's when they were moving to in Ukraine. And they were able to just shut off Ukraine's power. The attack only lasted a few hours, but it really got the White House's attention. This was with Obama in office. Like, oh, geez, look what they can do if they have the opportunity. A team of experts was dispatched to examine the damage and concluded that one of the same Russian intelligence units that wreaked havoc in Ukraine had made significant inroads into the U.S. energy grid, Uh according to officials at Homeland Security. This was not uh, published until December of 2016, but that's when it started right at the very end of uh, Obama being in president, being president, and then into um, Trump being the president, that we got to get aggressive with these people because they're they're into our grids already. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wonder, I don't have any idea to, be, to believe this is true, but Target got shut down somehow over the weekend. A glitch-stalled checkout... The beloved American retailer? Exactly, in which I am a stockholder. Mm. A glitch-stalled checkout lines at Target stores worldwide Saturday, exasperating shoppers and eating into sales at prime time for, uh, for retailers. A two-hour outage... Prevented Target's cashiers from scanning merchandise or processing transactions around the world. Wow. What a nightmare. Target temporarily temporarily closed some stores, including one in San Francisco, rather than risk aggravating shoppers, which is a good idea. Might as well just say you're closed as opposed to have people shop for 45 minutes, bring their stuff up to register and say, oh, we can't check you out. You can't buy that. (laughs) But there's no reason that it happened this way. Um, the meltdown hit Target at the worst time when they're actually the busiest of the entire week. That seems like a heck of a coincidence. Hmm. Um, but so New York Times comes out with a big article that I'm sure had leaked previous to Sunday morning and Target gets shut down. Not impossible that that was retaliation by Russia. That's not a wackadoo theory. Not at all. Now, I was engaged in the very important business of watching golf uh, on Sunday, so I just scanned the article, but two things really jumped out at me. Number one, the commander of U.S. Cyber Command, that's a good sentence, uh, (laughs) General Paul M. Nakasone, had said, they don't fear us. That was a year ago during his confirmation hearings, talking about the uh, the Ruskies. Um, I think they may fear us a little bit now, but then there's this uh, line written by probably uh, David Sanger, uh, co-author of this uh, article, but finding ways to calibrate those responses, meaning, you know, you mess with us, we'll mess with you, so that they deter attacks without inciting a dangerous escalation has been the source of constant debate. That sounds like something a journalist would write, but a realist wouldn't. The idea that we want to deter attacks, but we don't want to incite a dangerous ex- escalation. I think aren't both sides escalating as fast as they can in terms of capability? Maybe not action, but capability. If we're not, we're fools. I don't know. The way I took that article is we certainly weren't uh, being as aggressive as, as Russia was for quite a while there. We are yeah. now. I, I think it's probably one of those things that has always been seen as uh, we shouldn't get into this. It's like arming satellites, which is now happening. Everybody kind of agreed that we shouldn't do this. Let's not start messing with each other's electricity and our water delivery systems, for instance, that sort of thing. That's just, no, 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 no. But now it's on the table. Uh, it's a, We should link the article. It's, it's like a, OJ tweeting. 
terrible things that used to be taboo are now okay. Come on, juice. We should link the article from the New York Times. It's really long, but it's real. It's pretty damned interesting. But here's one more little paragraph. Advocates of the more aggressive strategy said it was long overdue after years of warnings that Russia had inserted malware into our power plants, oil, and gas pipelines. Oh. Wow. The next war between, you know, really top-tier countries could just look like most wars throughout history, could look completely different than the previous war. Mm-hmm. So you got a castle that does this and that, and then all of a sudden, they got cannons. Well, what good does a castle do us now? Well, not that much. Right. Or a better example was, for years, these giant wooden ships with cannon on them just ruled the world. Britain ruled the world with these. Spain ruled the world. All of a sudden, we put iron on the sides of the ships, the first ironclad ships during the Civil War, Cannonballs bounce off them. Okay, I guess war has changed now. Yeah, and it's just what to do. They didn't pull two (laughs) ships up next to each other and blast each other. There was no point in it anymore. So it's just a completely different world. And the next war could be like that. You're just bringing down everybody, each other's power grids, and trying to 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 keep your country running. Right. Have some pencil and paper handy, and nobody from that country instead of walkie talkies or something. (laughs) Seriously, and nobody from that country has stepped foot in your country. While all this damage is going on. Right. They've done it from afar. Right. And they inserted this stuff years ago, 10 years ago, who knows, in whichever case. This, the, 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 uh, it's like the bomb was planted uh, you know, in your fort five years before the, the battle even started. Right. Tick, tick, tick. Boy, war preparation. I'm thinking about it seriously. because, And this would cause trillions of dollars in economic damage, which is... You know what war does. That's a that's a tool of warfare. You'd have to have jugs of water. Be handy to have walkie talkies and like Target. For I, have young, I have young boys. I've got plenty of walkie talkies. So uh, <laughs> they all have Batman or Spider Man on them, but I do have walkie talkies. You know when you we walkie talkie handles like <laughs> Papa Smurf, Big Bear. When we first got our little cabin in the woods, there was no cell coverage up there, so we bought some walkie talkies. Like if somebody was on a walk. Uh, down one of the paths and got hurt, they'd be able to communicate, but we, we never used them. But they were absolutely my idea. <laughs> I saw an excuse to buy walkie-talkies, and by God, I demanded them. <laughs> Have not used them yet. But anyway, so uh, it, it, it's funny. I, for some reason, why was I thinking about this? Oh, it doesn't matter. I was reading something or other, and it reminded me of the little grocery store in the small town I grew up in downtown. Where we'd ride our bikes down there with our allowance money, or once I started caddying, I had a few bucks, and we'd buy baseball cards there, or you know, a Jolly Rancher on the way to the baseball game. That's it was that little little small town grocery store, and um, I'd imagine getting a time machine, going back to my childhood, and saying to the guy, "Can you imagine if your computer shut down, you wouldn't be able to do any business?" Right? And he yeah. said, "What the hell are you talking I about? I know that's we crazy. take their money and give people change. What are you?" Talking about right. so uh, who man should we have some sort of national task force right now going to the targets of the world and i don't know how you do this with like a phone company but uh, at least to the targets of the world and say dudes have a contingency plan ready if you don't have computers have a way to conduct commerce it's been done since og traded a deer pelt right. to oog for a couple of fresh stores eggs stores have been open for thousands of years og got ripped off by the way a pelt ought to be worth dozens of stores eggs. have been open for thousands of years right. and now if a computer shuts down you close your store 
It doesn't seem like that's necessary. No, probably not the greatest way to run things. Anyway, our text line, 415-295-KFTC, the Democratic lineup, among other things. We'll get to that at some point on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. California. The state so primed for its own destruction, its seal actually features a man digging his own grave. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm curious to hear where that goes next. As John Stewart is a well-known liberal. So yesterday was the four-year anniversary of Trump announcing, uh, coming down the escalator and announcing he's running for president. Why does that feel like 10 years ago? Because it's the modern world, man. Modern world. We're not made to take this pace. No, we're not. Not. And the younger generation is either going to go completely Looney Tunes or uh, start ignoring it so that they don't keep this pace. But anyway... um. The first Democratic debate to uh, to unseat Donald Trump is 10 days from yesterday. I guess that'd be nine days from today. Hmm. According to some estimates. It's 11 days from Saturday. Wow. wow. <laughs> I don't know what the point of that is. Anyway. <laughs> but over the weekend, the Democrats announced who's going to be, because I got 20 candidates that qualified for the debate. Right. They're going to split it over two nights. They're not going to do it like the Republicans did last time, or last time around where you had a uh, minor uh, leaguers and major leaguers. Yeah, where you had a first tier and a second tier because nobody watched the second tier debates and it kind of shut those people out and didn't give them as much of a chance to rise up. And the Democrats, in theory, wanted to avoid that. But somehow, with their their choosing, they ended up with most of the top tier candidates on one night again. The two front runners, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, will both be on the same night. Everybody assumed that they'd be on opposing each other. Hmm. I mean, on, on different nights. And and then some people thought that was a problem. So you're not going to have the 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 two leading contenders get to square off in the debate. I, I understand that argument also. Um, and joined by other major candidates. So you got Biden, Bernie, Kamala Harris, and Pete Buttigieg, four of your five top tiers on the same night. Then you got Elizabeth Warren with a bunch of, with a bunch of also rans on the other night. She's just going to pummel the JV squad. <laughs> Which yeah, that is a little out of balance, isn't it? No, it's way out of balance. You got you got. Uh, depending on how you look at it, uh, we could get into the polls because uh, Warren and Bernie are practically tied in all the early state polls. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you put them all together, yeah. But you have one, two, three, and five all on the same night. Which is, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how you ended up with that. There's a lot of tight packing there in the rankings, but yeah, it's it's clearly out of balance. So what do you have, uh, old Focahontas and uh, and Cory Booker and Amy Klobuchar? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, is there anybody else So the the question of note the question, I'm forgetting? The first night stage will include... The hilariously inept Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, along with Elizabeth Warren, you'll have Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, Amy oh, Klobuchar. Oh, that was it, yeah, yeah. Um, Bateau. So you got you know you got to have that uh, that the the green arrow up and the red arrow down though next to these people like Bernie. He's of course he's he's there. He's the number two guy in most polls. 
But he's got the red arrow down, doesn't he? In the nation's hearts At and minds. At the very least, it's flat. And yeah. Elizabeth has definitely got the up. And yeah, Buttigieg has definitely got the up. I had dismissed uh, Liz Warren a while back. I She's definitely she on dead. the rise. I was wrong. So CBS has got a way of polling that I thought was pretty good, where they're, they're going to... Um, the national polls are stupid. And then individual state polls have their problems, too, because the states vary so much. Mm-hmm. So they're taking all the, uh, the early states from the first several... Um, contests and putting those together. That's not how we do it, though. No, but to try to figure out, you know, who's leading what, okay. to whatever extent. And if you do that, uh, Biden's at 31, Elizabeth Warren's in second place, and then Bernie and Kamala Harris. Um, That's your first tier. Boy. Then, it, then it goes to Buttigieg, Beto, Cory Corey Booker, but you're down to 2% now, Amy Klobuchar. Everybody else, aside, and I'm already at 2%, everybody else is 1% or less. Basically not in the race. I'm a Tulsi Gabbard man. All right. She's impressive. Okay, send her a dollar. <laughs> and she'll have a dollar. <laughs> she has failed to catch on. I don't know how you would it's catch on. Tragic. And does Elizabeth Warren, how does she handle that debate? Since the big people she's chasing aren't on her stage, does she talk about them? Or does she just debate the two percenters next to us? Or what does she do? Yeah, I don't know. She I mean, talks about her plans. That's what she always there does. There you go. Yeah. Marshall's got his news coming up next, and we'll get into that. Armstrong and Getty. So one more quick thing on the debates that are nine days away. Um, there are two nights, each night two hours. It's plenty. <clears throat> Though uh, I saw a pundit break it down with commercial breaks and intros and all that sort of stuff. Each candidate's going to have a couple of minutes. Oh, As boy. usual, it's in no sense of debate. And there will be no debating. You'll exactly. hear a couple of minutes from each of the candidates and uh, whatever. And the media is going to be And camped. they'll be asked completely different questions. Sure. Which makes me crazy. <laughs> the media will be camped in Miami for two days prior with uh, speculation and punditry. So fantastic. You give me 90 seconds on Iran. You give me 90 seconds on gun control. You give me 90 seconds on the op- opioids. Oh, I get opioids. Everybody agrees on that. Oh, and everybody's expecting Trump <laughs> to live tweet as he watches, which should oh, be no. fantastic. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a dual screen experience if oh. I've ever heard one. So I look forward to that. Uh, what, what is the... What is your shirt? I've been trying to figure it out since the show started. This is, my, is that what, Jerry Garcia? One of my Father's Day gifts. It says, the dude abides. The dad abides. Oh, oh, oh the dad abides. Okay. But it looks like the big Lebowski. Yeah, it does. In theory. Yeah. Just enough to not get copyright sued. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, my wife, thinking I am a smaller man than I am, bought me a shirt that fits like scuba gear. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sausage casing. Had to don a light jacket over it so as not to be made fun of. Oh, my. I'm so sorry to hear that. I have no idea what that's like, says a guy with a shelf full of T-shirts that won't fit. I can't wear a medium. I haven't been able to wear a medium since I was in eighth grade. I don't know what the, she was thinking there. Um, let's get the news now with Marshall Phil Phillips. Uh, ABC News aired its hour-long special, President Trump, 30 hours on Sunday night. News anchor George Stephanopoulos spent two days with the president. Trump saying that he believes the most important piece of his legacy will be his focus on the economy because it has helped boost the economy, which is great for Americans. 
but it's also acting indeed as a magnet for migrants trying to get into the country. I mean, we have many more people wanting to come in, and they come for economic reasons. They're not coming for asylum. They use asylum as a, Some as a way. Some are. Many, many are facing violence. Really, they're coming, though, most of them for economic reasons, and the country is doing better economically than ever before, and everybody wants to crack in. Listen, I value, I cherish the idea of the free press as an antagonist to power. It's fine. But, George, come on, everybody understands that most of those asylum claims are fake. And, quote-unquote, facing violence is not, uh, that's not legitimate uh, cause for um, asylum. Facing violence? Come on. As for future goals, the president said he really wants health care to be a pillar of his 2020 re-election campaign. Trump is saying health care is the big piece of unfinished business from his first term that he plans to tackle and solve, saying his administration's already gearing up. We already have the concept of the plan, and it'll be better to tell people what the plan is. Yeah, well, we'll be announcing that in about two months, maybe less. Talking in the echoey car. We got uh, a couple of texts from people who got the exact same shirt as me as Father's Day gifts. Really? <laughs> I hope yours fits in such a way that you can wear it. Maybe you guys can trade. Maybe they got one that's too big. Yeah, exactly. yeah, wait a minute. If you're a size medium and you had got a large, let's, let's talk. Meanwhile, the president's national security team is considering sending more military to the Middle East. The discussions expected to take place this week after last week's attack on those two tankers in the Gulf of Oman. The U.S. blaming Iran for the attacks, and over the weekend, Senator Tom Cotton said very bluntly, Unprovoked attacks on commercial shipping warrant a retaliatory military strike against the Islamic Republic of Iran. Hey, no. That's a U.S. senator right there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. There may be a little good cop, bad cop going on there. I hate to play into the mullah's hands or the Revolutionary Guard's hands if they're trying to provoke something, you know? Best to just let them make their pathetic little gestures and ignore them. Appeasement. Joe's going with an appeasement strategy. That's one way to put it. (laughs) Now, it turns out the lights are finally back on across Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Finally. Following Sunday's massive blackout. The Argentine Energy Secretary said the power outage began with a failure in the country's interconnection system. It brought down power for millions of people. Or the Russians or the Chinese or the North Koreans did it as a test. Yep. The energy officials say the results of an investigation should be available in 10 to 15 days. If I'm one of Vlad Putin's cyber generals... And we've got this malware that we've put into the U.S. system, as described in the New York Times article over the weekend. Um, I'm not going to test it on the U.S. No. I'm not going to poke the, uh, I almost said poke the bear. That's the wrong national symbol. But got it backward, but you know what I mean. Why don't we pick some pathetic South American region and kick them in the sack and see see how that goes. And then we'll know it'll work on the Americans. Since that article came out and said, we've put malware in Russia's electric grid, how do they react to that? Do they tear everything down and spend a gazillion dollars rebuilding it? Or uh, I don't even know if that can be done. I don't either. Pfizer, it turns out, is buying Array Biopharma for $10 billion to take over its promising new cancer medicines. Bloomberg is reporting the medicines could limit or end the need for chemotherapy for a number of cancer patients. Wow. Apparently, wow. apparently the drugs will target a mutation that's found across many different types of tumors. They could treat a broad set of cancers in people who carried the mutation. 
So Pfizer's gone ahead with this purchase, and they're planning to expand on the uh, research and development of these drugs. And today it turns out, on the day that uh, OJ announced his Twitter account, it turns out it's also the 25th anniversary of the car chase that captured the nation's attention. 95 million people had their eyes glued to a white Ford Bronco leading police on a low-speed chase through Southern California. Come on, juice. O.J. Simpson is still traveling very slowly northbound along the 5 freeway, uh, coming up again towards the 91 intersection. At that point, we'll just have to wait and see which way he's going to go. But uh, at this point, it's uh, still a fairly laid-back situation, a dangerous situation at the same time, because, again, the, uh, the highway patrol does not want to intimidate and I repeat, do not want to intimidate this vehicle into doing anything that uh, they really don't want him to do. I got a little getting even to do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's OJ from his new Twitter account. I got some getting even to do. Oh boy! If you're of a certain age, I can re- I can picture the living room I was in watching the OJ slow speed chase on CNN with Larry King. It was quite an event. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's. It's not real long. Can you play that whole opening clip again? That we this is from yeah. OJ's Twitter account because it's just you can't believe that this is actually happening. Everybody in the country thinks you're a murderer. All why, right. Why don't we, as we listen to this, try to think if you've ever heard a worse idea? <laughs> hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there, so this one. At the real OJ32 is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, boy. That's, uh, that's uh, OJ with a heart full of vengeance. That usually goes pretty well. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so what do you think's behind that? He's going to talk politics. He's gonna, did, did somebody get in his ear? Hey, I'll bet you could get enough millions of followers that you could actually make money off yes. of it. Yes. Yeah, precisely. 100%. Yeah. Clearly. I got some getting even to do. Oh, boy. That's not a good How phrase. How far do you think he's willing to take it? Is he going to well, post a picture? Judging by his history, pretty far. Like chopping up celery with a big knife? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> do you no. still want some cooking? No. God, God, no, God. no, no, no. Barbaric. Stop. Stop. Oh. Stop. Stop. I think he's I think he's willing to go that far. <sighs> I don't think he has any limits that are, you know, right. significant. Right. Wow. Wow. And, and, and Bill Cosby? Is tweeting Father's Day wishes as well from prison? Whose idea was this internet? (laughs) (laughs) Why couldn't they see how terrible it would be? Oh, man, no kidding. I got a little getting even to do. What we need is a mechanism by which to give voice to the worst human beings on Earth. Instant global reach for the worst human beings. (laughs) How are we going to do it? (laughs) Somebody's got, who's got an idea? Among other things we can do today, I've got life's big milestones and how old you are when you hit them, according to research. It's kind of good. Oh, hey, I tried the Negroni. Over the weekend. That's the hot summer drink? It's Joke a, and review the Negroni? Yes, it's a, a drink I'd rather not say out loud. <laughs> I'm afraid somebody's going to punch me hearing me order that drink. Well, don't be too drunk. It's uh, <laughs> slurring your uh, words. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cold, dark, and bitter, so I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. How'd the whole Hong Kong thing turn out? There was a bit of a break in that over the weekend. We probably should update you on that. All that stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. In fact, young people have made up their mind about the Republican Party, that it's kind of the dumb party. Now, these are the same young people who say they have warm feelings about socialism, but all they mean by that is, to them, socialism means everybody being sociable and nice to one another. They haven't thought it through, because these same people who are suspicious of, uh, who, who like socialism, are suspicious of government. So I, th I think that they're unformed at this point, but the Republican Party is doing its very best to drive them away permanently. Oh, boy. That's uh, George <laughs> Will, a conservative commentator that I've been a fan of for years, and he's got a new book out. And we're actually talking in to, to him tomorrow. Oh, my. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. But he's doing, he's doing a lot of the rounds and doing a lot of interviews, and he is, uh, he is certainly not a Trump fan. I will always remember that it was four years ago yesterday when Trump announced he was running for president, came down the elevator. George Will was a pundit on Brett Baer's show, and they asked him about it, and he refused to answer. He said, I will not dignify this candidacy with a response. Wow. The man who ended up getting the nomination becoming president, which, you know, is an oversight by the media. You shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. Nobody should do that. I mean, you can't take every candidacy seriously. If Gary Coleman or some porn star runs, you can't completely get into their policy issues because anybody could win. Or Gary Johnson. <laughs> but because, well, remember the HuffPo, they they did all the Trump stuff. They kept it in the entertainment section. Right. Clear up to like a month before the election. Right. I mean, yeah. You just can't do that. So is that uh, admirable in some quarters that George Will did that? Or is that haughtiness? He has been accused of being slightly haughty. Oh, oh, no doubt. He doesn't need to use those words. He only uses those words because he knows I don't know what they mean. Yes. That's the reason. You he, specifically? Me specifically. <laughs> He's got me in his mind when he uses that word. Yes. Whatever five-syllable word I've never Here's heard Here's another word you should know. Look Paranoia. This <laughs> Look this up, Jack. You idiot. All right. What else do we have uh, from We the have more man? from George Will, and it's just idiot. Here's more. Right now, the Republicans, the Trump administration, is gearing up to run against democratic socialism next year. These are Republicans who just reauthorized the Export-Import Bank, which is the government allocation of capital to favored firms, which is the essence of socialism. This is a government engaging in protectionism, which is the government telling the American people what they can purchase, in what quantities, and at what prices. This is a government that talks about repatriating the supply chains of American industries. Do these people have any idea how complicated the supply chain is of an iPhone, let alone a Boeing Dreamliner? They are tampering with the complexities of life when they ought to be allowing the market to allocate wealth and opportunity. Mm. He is uh, well not, stated. He's not been a fan of the Republican Party for many years. No. Um, no. Going back to the prescription drug thing under Bush and stuff like that. Uh, how about another one from George Will? Conservatives have completely lost their bearings. Capitalism, free markets are what freedom looks like in a lightly governed society. The president goes to Iowa the other day and says, I know my tariffs have hurt you, but I'm making you whole by giving you $15 billion. Now, that, think about that. We hurt the farmers, raise prices for American consumers, and then we take from American taxpayers $15 billion to repair the injury that government has done to farmers. If, if that isn't a lesson in why you should get out of the way and let market forces work, I don't know what is. So I hope to talk to him not so much about the news of the day as uh, sort of the bigger picture stuff that a lot of his book is about, about uh, socialism, conservatism, where conservatism comes from, what's the point, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
We sure. have him on tomorrow. Right, right. Yeah, the transitory. There's another fancy word for you. Stories of the day. Yeah, there's no point in asking George Will about uh, Trump said something mean about somebody. Can I hear that last one? Because it's, it includes a chunk of the question, I guess. But this is one of those great uh, points that's applicable through time. What do you do when people say, hey, your response to everything is do nothing, do nothing, do nothing. And there is clearly an appetite in this country amongst younger people, especially to do something. Well, do something usually means get the government to do something. Doing nothing means let the market do the wondrous things that it can do. That is priceless. Absolutely priceless. You want us to do nothing. No, I want the free people to do what they think is appropriate. I want the market to do what the market does. I want people to assign it a priority and solve it on their own. Not trust the great, wise, and benevolent sages that exist only in your imagination in government to fix it. Well said, George. Well said. Um, I am uh, amused, shocked, horrified. I don't know which. Uh, got a couple of TVs on in here. Your Today shows your Good Morning Americas, and OJ has been featured prominently on both of them uh, with his new Twitter account. He will end up with millions of followers, and he will make, uh, I don't know how much money you make off that. I have no idea if it's significant or not, but he will make some money off of it. Mm. I've got a little getting even to do. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Wish he hadn't put it like that. So Mayor Pete is doing an interview, and he says he's pretty damn sure that there has already been a gay president in the United States. Oh, really? He says it's just math, just percentages. Uh, based on what I'm reading, uh, what I've read about that topic, that's probably not exactly. I'm not sure true. it works that way. I mean, if if three percent of the you know three percent of the population is gay, I don't think you could say that three percent of presidents have been gay. No, I don't. It's too small a, a group. Too small a sample size. Well, and size. even besides that, being gay would have would have made it very difficult. It would have been impossible to get elected president. Although people were Up super good at like being closeted back in the day. So, But I think it made it less likely that you were going to try to pursue that. Right. But it's in, incumbent upon us, Jack, to go through the list of presidents and speculate as to yeah. which of them might have been gay. Are we going to go through all of them? George Washington was the first president, Jack. Clearly... A straight guy. <laughs> okay. Moving along. John Adams, second president, lived to the age of 90. Not a handsome man. He and Jefferson were tight. Somewhat heavy set. And then they had a very, very bitchy falling out. But then they, 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 at the end of their lives, though, they were real close. Right. Question mark on John Adams. Let's move along. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. You know, Adams and Jefferson might have been like an Elton John, Bernie Taupin thing. Elton and his famous lyricist, Bernie. Bernie straight. Elton in love with Bernie. I didn't know that. For a very long time. Um, is uh, Or I probably knew that and forgot it because it doesn't matter. It um, doesn't matter, he says. Stu, so, but does Buttigieg put out uh, who he thinks our gay president was? Oh, yeah. Yep. Names him. Which one? Is it a secret or? Ladies and gentlemen. As gay as the 4th of July, John Tyler. No, he didn't say who he thought was gay. Oh, okay. He actually, yeah, I had, I, folks, I had him going John so Tyler. hard. You had me fooled. Did Mrs. Tyler know? Here's what uh, Mayor Pete said. He, uh, in, well, the Axios question is, in your reading of history, do you believe you know who they were? 
uh, ah, gay president or more. He said, my gaydar doesn't even work that well in the present, let alone retroactively. <laughs> but one can only assume that that's is, the case. That is a great normal person answer. That is so Mayor Pete. Yeah. That is a great normal person answer. Yeah. I can't God, remember. If Hillary Clinton had 5% of Mayor Pete, she'd be president. Was it Buchanan? No, there was one president, and I can't remember which. And that is just the ability to answer a question and sound like a normal human being. Never mind. I'm, I'm back to the gay presidents. Um, there was one <laughs> president. I'm trying to remember which. The guy who never got married. He's right. always been considered. Buchanan, uh, the lifelong bachelor. Yeah. Right, right. Yep, yep. Yeah, the Buke. The yeah, buke back here. in the day, being a lifelong bachelor was not a thing. I mean, now nobody gets married and has kids, but back then, that was it's extraordinary. Right. I'm looking at his picture right now, and I can believe it. I can believe it. What? And I, I have more to say on the topic. Based but on his picture, I'd like oh, to. I can believe it. What does that even mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson had a gay chief of staff. That sad means nothing. Buchanan, clearly. Just look, please. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Armstrong and Getty.